God, dig that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, repeat after me. Sabrina's Dirty Deeds. <laughs> yeah. G'day, Sab. Hello, Jamie. My goodness, we're in the um, thrust of winter, are we not? little glass of red helps, ah. doesn't it? Thank you for that. Oh, it's my pleasure. Poured me one before. You need to keep one's throat um, smooth <sighs> and silk-like. I'm getting a little bit of berry there, uh, <laughs> which I'm quite enjoying. <laughs> yeah, some some nice, um, just some, some wooded notes coming through too. Oh, woody it's, notes, uh, not a woody nook. No, <laughs> see how I've changed uh, <laughs> since since last week when we were down at Millbrook. Ah, oh, that's right. You're quite cultured now, aren't you? A wine connoisseur. Yeah, I've come a long way in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> We're kind of picking up where we left off. That was fun. Now, it was. Obviously, everyone would have heard our chat with uh, with Damo and yeah. with Guy, yeah. which was heaps of fun. But, geez, if only they heard the chat that came after that. <laughs> we probably should have recorded that stuff. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's good that they that we didn't record that really because yeah. it, it, it was a beautiful evening. I think it was probably about minus three by the time we moved from outside the house to inside. Yeah. Um, but thankfully we had something to warm the cockles of our heart. It was good fun, wasn't it? We, the, the hospitality was yeah. fantastic. Had a few drinks, had a yep. bite to eat, and yep. then before we knew it, it was pretty late and it was pretty yep. dark and an Uber driver was coming down a very long dark <laughs> track to pick us up. Poor bloke was nervous, wasn't he? That would have been like if you'd come from sort of a city in Pakistan and you're driving down a dirt road in amongst a Jarrah forest where there's nothing and it's pitch black for the last 12 kilometres, you would actually really be a little bit worried. Yeah, the the look of relief all over <laughs> his face when he spotted the three of us and realised that we were it wasn't some kind of hijacking or no, we were none trying of us, to knock him off or anything. No, we didn't have machetes or axes no. or anything. We no, were actually... <laughs> big smiles and red wine laughs. <laughs> anyway, we got home in the end. It was good. Uh, he's a shout-out to all the Uber drivers. God love them. Yeah, he was a good bloke, actually. I he's really liked lovely. him. You know when you do that thing when you've had a few? and Because mm. it dropped you off first. Yes. And then I went home and... He was telling me how, you know, he didn't know a lot of people here yet and I did the old, mate, if you ever want to hang, you just seem like a good bloke. I love you all. If you want to hang out, you know, come around, more oh. than welcome, my place anytime for a my beer. My wife would love to meet you. Yeah, and your wife. Bring them, bring the kids over. <laughs> we'll have a little family get together. And I gave him my card and I'm like, this is my personal number. <laughs> Call me. He hasn't called me. Oh, he may still be your BFF. You don't Maybe. know. Maybe. How's my form? Imagine <laughs> how often do you reckon that happens oh, to Uber drivers and taxi lot, drivers? A lot. I'm sure they're, I've, they've probably got five million cards of people that want to be their BFF. Yeah, he's got more friend options than I do. <laughs> I'm a bit guilty of that, though. I do, I do extend the hand of friendship pretty quickly. No, that's all right. I did that once with... Um, my son's well. My son, he was working as an apprentice mechanic. Oh yeah. And he worked on there two backpackers from Germany. Is that your elbow? That was my elbow, but okay. that's all right. Yep. Um, and they bought their heap of shit van in, and it really was not fixable, basically. Uh, and so he brought them home to my place. Right. And then they lived here for two and a half months. Oh wow. So. Well, oh, geez, that's really extending the friendship, <laughs> isn't it? 
so, but they were so lovely and so much fun. Actually, one was Russian, the other one was German. Did they hang around? I mean, two and a half months. It sounds like a long time. Was it? They're not taking they the hints. That oh no, no, they they oh. worked. They did. They worked in. They did everything, and they. They were so lovely. Like they did all chores around the garden and the Check house labor. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you exploited them. <laughs> no, no. Fine line between friendship <laughs> and exploitation. No, I think You're riding it, Sab. I, thought, I think it worked the other way, the amount of bloody food they ate. Oh, Good really? Lord. Yeah. No, they stayed here rent-free. <laughs> but they were such lovely young boys. And I oh. always thought if my kids go overseas and, you know, it's nice to think that someone else would look after your children the way that you look after other people's children. Funny you say the overseas thing, which obviously isn't happening at the moment. But no. I remember the first time I travelled on my own and uh, I went to Europe, did the backpacking thing, and then I went to the US because I ran out of money and I had a mate that was studying over there, so I slept on his couch. <laughs> and um, I managed to get a few little kind of cash jobs and yeah. things like that and uh, had enough money to go to LA Yep. And I was on the plane and I happened to sit next to uh, a husband and wife who were probably in their 40s and they were vets and the flight got delayed. So we we're getting in really late, you know, like midnight or oh, okay. one in the morning or something stupid. And they said to me, as we, you know, the, we've been talking the whole way and coming in, how are you getting to your hostel? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'll just, you know, get walk. a yeah. I'll oh, walk. Yeah. And they're like, it's pretty far away. And I I've said, got oh, a I'll gammy just... leg yeah. and my arm doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. No, no. No, no, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll be walk. right. I'll be right. And, uh, you know, I'll catch public transport. And they're like, oh, it's LA. That's not really a thing here. And I was like, oh, how much will a taxi be? And they're like, probably a couple of hundred bucks. <gasps> I was like, oh, I'm in trouble here. And, um, but, you know, played it cool. Like, oh, I'll be fine. Anyway, we're at the baggage carousel. And they said, come on, we'll give you a lift. Oh. Opposite direction from where they lived. Oh, gave me a lift. A lift. And uh, there was that part of me that thought, am I being set for a second? I oh, thought, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I might be suckered in here. Right, but no, right. they're just lovely. And um, and all they said to me is, make sure you pass it on one day. Oh, that's lovely. And then recently, I was on a flight back from Sydney with a bloke, a Korean bloke who was coming to Perth, didn't know how to get to his hostel, didn't have much money, so I gave him a lift. Oh, I thought, oh, see? that was the, the that's thing. That's right. Yeah. You give. You, you take and then you, you give. give. Yeah, so you got to take first. got to put it in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to give first and then don't get it back. That's not how it works. No, well, I, I think my kids I think my kids have got it back on there from time to time. So oh, yeah. you know. Calm. And I travelled a lot when I was young and I was so lucky because yeah. I was so naive and stupid. Put you on the spot. Well favourite place. Uh I would say Franz Joseph Pass up in the mountains near the glaciers. I love remote like totally remote Where's places that? where you may die. Yeah. Those sort of places. Where's that? In in um, uh, Tassie. Yeah, right. Uh, I love climbing. Well, I did. I loved climbing places and I love going to really remote places that have you don't see a soul for like five days. I was Something very attracted to those. Yeah. Tassie's got a few of those places. And New Zealand. I love New Zealand as well, which is good because we're allowed to travel to Tasmania and New Zealand and we can't travel anywhere else really. Can we go to? Can we go there yet? I don't think we can come back in. Oh, no, we can, but we have to spend two weeks in ISO. Yeah, that, that might be the new norm, I reckon. Oh, it is the new norm. Yeah, that's going to be the way for a while. So what we all have to do 
is we have to do what all the the Buddhists tell us to do. What's that? We have to be present in the moment that we're in and love the place we're in. Right. I can work on that. Mm. Yeah. So when it comes to people being in their garden, even if it's really shitty, you can make it better. It depends on your attitude. Right. So you could look at your garden and go, that's just shitty. <laughs> or you may but use you may use other descriptive words. That's not ideal. <laughs> that could be better. <laughs> that I could improve. But that's it's, probably that's probably something to dig into today, I reckon. There's a couple of things there. But one, it's winter, things are a bit, you know, ho hum, mm. not the greatest kind of things going on at the moment. But if you're feeling a little overwhelmed in your garden at this time of year and you're thinking it's too much work and things are a bit out of control, where do I start? Yep. Where do you start? Okay, so the first thing you don't do is you don't go down to your local hardware store and buy a whole pile of shit that you don't know what to do with. Oh, but if I buy the stuff, I feel like I'm doing something sad. Yep, that's like when I think I really need to get fit and lose weight and I go and buy all the gym gear and the new running shoes and I don't actually utilise them to their best. That's that's what I do. Buy the shoes, <laughs> buy the, the shorts, buy the, the nice gear. Yep, and that's what we go. all do. Yeah. So don't do that in the garden. Save don't the go money. down there and go, no, you know what you have to do? You have to go into your garden in the afternoon or early in the morning and you have to sit and you have to shut up and you have to be quiet and you have to be in that space and then you have to think to yourself, what do I want from this space? Okay, ask don't the question. Don't go and buy stuff. You don't need to spend a lot of money. Ask the question. So don't go and get cheap annuals that you think I'll fill it up with that because it'll only cost me, you know, 30 bucks. Because annuals are called annuals because they only last for a year and then they die. Dunskies. Yep, one season. So you think, do I want to sit in my garden and look at birds? Do I want to sit in my garden and see lots of bright colours? Do I want to sit in my garden and put a little chair and a table where I can drink at the end of every day? And what do I want it to give me? Because nature will talk to you, Jamie. Okay, so ask the question. Even before lots of glasses of wine. Oh, right. Nature I, will talk to you. I noticed you didn't say that needed to happen. I can, <laughs> I can early morning and I can, I can do it sober. So what you want to do is you want to, because as kids we do it, we create lots of pictures in our mind when we're kids. Get out some crayons and colouring in pencils and a piece of paper and just draw on what you think you want. Then you can go to a nursery and then you can think, what colour flowers do I want? And then you say to the person, I've got this area, it's in full shade all day. Don't go and buy a lemon tree. It's going to die. Go to the nursery and say, I've got this area. It's in full shade or full sun or half a day sun, half a day shade. I've got this sort of soil type. What can you give me that will make that space look really good? I have only got $100 to spend. So you've got to be honest about it. Okay. So uh, I think you're having a bit of fun about it, but you're making a good point. First things first, what do you want? What do you want out of this joint? Yeah. Second thing, make a plan. Yes. Third thing, get some advice. Yep. Fourth Which is thing, free. spend your money. Spend your money. After you've done all that other stuff. Otherwise, you, you waste less. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there good advice out there? 
at the at the nurseries if I Absolutely. if I roll around. Yeah, definitely. What do I need to know before I go there so I get the best answer? Okay, so you need to know your soil type. So if you put a spade in the ground and you can't actually dig it, you're in clay. I was going to say that. I knew it. I held back. Jamie. Bloody hell. I should have given you the opportunity. No. If you, okay, your turn now. If you put your spade in the ground and dig a hole and it fills in, what are you in? A bit sandy. Yes. Got it. Ah. He's two from two. On fire. On fire. Um, if you put your spade in the ground, you can dig and some of it stays and holds and then you've got a combination of clay, loam or sand, Mm -hmm. which is perfect. So you need to know that. The other thing you need to know is where the sun shines (laughs) because if you're going to put... I've been told where the sun shines (laughs) a bit. Well, I think it does. (laughs) Or where it don't shine. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. (laughs) Where the sun don't shine. That's what they say, yeah. (laughs) Um, because plants that need full sun will not grow in full shade and vice versa. They're the, they're really, that's all you need to know. It's and a good little checklist, isn't it? It is. And then when you go to a nursery, you tell the, if you go to a nursery and you speak to a horticulturalist, because that's what nurseries have, um, then they will say, oh, okay. And then you say, do you, do you want a tree? Do you want a shrub? Do you want grasses? Do you want little tiny shrubs because there's not enough room? So you need to tell them how big that area is. Right. And if it's near the house or a fence or neighbours that you hate or neighbours that hate you, which is even worse actually. Oh, yeah. Um, Not much you can do about that. Well, I have come across it a couple of times and do you know what I've done, Jamie? What would you do? I knocked on their door with a bottle of wine and said, hi, I'm your neighbour and I know that you hate my tree that drops its leaves and on your immaculate cement paving. (laughs) (laughs) You're really coming at life from two different areas (laughs) at the start of that conversation, aren't you? And then I say, I just want to let you know what lives in that tree. So I'll have a whole list of the species of birds and insects and lizards that actually make that home in their tree. Show them photos on your phone. Yeah. Hard to say you're okay with killing the fairy thing when it's in front of you. Exactly. So nine times out of ten that works, but there has been an occasion where I've just gone, you know what, you are bad neighbours. Really? Yeah. You're done. And if you touch the tree on my side of the fence... I don't like you at all. Yeah, wow. Mm. Line in the sand moment. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But thankfully I was only renting that place and I was only there for a short period of time. There you go. All my neighbours have been absolutely wonderful in the last 35 years. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Yeah, that's handy. And I have moved house in that 35 years. I was going to say, (laughs) just the same people for the whole time. (laughs) Not quite as impressive. No, you've got to work with them. So I like that. So... You have a you have an idea of what you want. You have a plan. You get the right information. Yep. And then you do it, and all yep. of a sudden, it, it's a bit by bit, isn't it? You don't have to do everything at once either, because no. it can seem quite overwhelming. Don't go into a very large hardware store and walk down the aisles because you will have no idea. There's too much stuff there. You know, I walk down those and go, I don't know if I didn't know that half of this stuff was rubbish. 
I wouldn't know where to start. Part of the part of the uh, the plan, I reckon. You know, excess spending mm. through just being completely overwhelmed on scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't need – take, for instance, fertilisers. There's right. fertilisers for every possible plant that you could have in your garden. Most fertilisers are the same. You don't want – you just need a slow-release one. Don't get overwhelmed by all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's basically if the plant can't take it up, it doesn't use it anyway. It's like – People that take a lot of vitamin tablets. You, your body's not going to absorb most of that. It just You just pee it out. Same with plants. They just go, I don't need that. Thanks very much. But that can just go straight down into the, the system of water that flows through and then it stuffs up all our waterways. Right, okay. So you don't well, flushing, need to, Flushing dollars and causing some problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you don't need all that stuff. Start simple. Plants are very complex things and they will take what they need when they need it. Plants were here a long time before we were here. So they've got it pretty well sussed. Have a little patience. Um, The other part to it that I was thinking of when you were mentioning it was, you know, at the moment we're not doing a lot of travel, right? We Mm. can't. Mm. So we're we're rediscovering our city. We're rediscovering uh, our own state. Uh, if you if you're based here in Western Australia, are there are there ways that you can take that type of thinking into your garden? What what would you be looking at at the moment where you can bring a little bit of WA to to your own backyard at the moment? We are really lucky because we have the biggest diversity of flora out of any other state in Australia. And we have wonderful parks and wetlands that everyone has accessibility to. We don't have mountains and rainforests and lots of rainfall, but we have an incredible biodiversity here that is accessible for absolutely everyone. So if you live on the coast, you can drive 40 minutes and be up in what we call the hills, which are actually just hills, not mountains or things like that. But the diversity in that is unbelievable. We can go for walks where there aren't hundreds and hundreds of people. So this time of the year, winter leading into spring, is the best time to get out into national parks, into your local park, into your local wetland and look at the plants that are there. Do not dig them up. People do that. People still do it, Jamie. Really? They've got no hope in hell of surviving. But also, if you're doing that, the next person that comes along misses out. So surely everyone just has a view that this is something that we all kind of share and enjoy and it's not for me to want to take it for myself. I find that baffling. Hopefully. But people cut flowers all the time and take them home. And then that's, that's the seed that's not going to happen there the in the time. next season. Yeah. So you go and look at stuff and you take pictures of stuff and then you go to your nursery and you say, I saw this and this is really beautiful. I love this. Can I grow this in my garden? You must always ask that question. Yeah. So it's a really beautiful time to go out and look at what actually 
grows in your own climate with no artificial watering, no fertilising, none of that. And it makes you realise that you don't need to do all that stuff. That Because we grew up in my generation with that whole English cottage garden type thing. Yeah. But that's that doesn't cut the mustard anymore. I mean, even with, you know, Perth has had incredible rain in the last month and we're still below our annual rainfall. Yeah. So we have to be very aware that we must change our gardens to being sustainable and more suitable to the climate we live in. Where are a few of the places that you like to go for a walk and a look? Well, just around the Mundaring Hills, yeah. you go to um, to the the Mundaring Dam. There's beautiful walks all around John Forest National Park. All the scarp areas, they're all full of flower at the moment. It's incredible. Some of them are weeds, of course. But um, <laughs> I want this one. Uh, that's a weed, sir. <laughs> We're not allowed to sell that. Actually, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but um. You know, it's a really good time for us to actually have the time to go and explore our own backyard. And your backyard may be, like the wetlands are amazing at the moment because we have had rain. So all the lakes are full of water and all the birds that are coming in is incredible. So if you're into bird watching, go down to your local wetland it's amazing at the moment yeah i love the one down near where i am in Bayesie. Mm-hmm. that's great we obviously we spoke to a few people from around there actually going back a month or so ago who yep. were part of kind of rebuilding that and uh keeping it safe from from development and things yep. like that um yeah they're everywhere aren't they all over the place all over the place and there's little groups get involved in a group of people that want to save bushland or even a even a like just down the road from me is a a playground and they've kept the remnant bushland. You can become a member of a remnant bushland to go down there and take weeds out and then to plant endemic species that come from that area. It's amazing. And to get a magnifying glass and check out insects, oh, it's a really good time for insects is at it? the moment. Oh, my Lord. Out and about. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So many insects that you wouldn't even think existed. Right. Bright blue caterpillars that are, you know, the larvae of hawk moths. They're out and about. It's just go into the wheat belt. Everyone goes to the southwest. In Western Australia, everyone goes to the southwest. Very few people go into the wheat belt. It is astonishing. The goldfields area around Kalgoorlie, Coolgardie, Menzies, all that area around there, they they have the most, the greatest biodiversity of eucalypts in Australia. Those ancient woodlands are magnificent. So don't just think about the southwest. Head inland. It's wonderful. The wheat belt and the goldfields is just superb. Look, now's the time to try a few new things, I reckon. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of options off the table. So you can get to a few places around here. And like you said, you don't have to spend a bomb either. Uh, you can you can kind of jump in the car and maybe you've got a few extra days and discover a few little towns along the way. Probably find a good pie, I reckon. Ah, uh, awesome pies. Country and some pies. Pretty good beer. 
and some good beers. Yeah, and wine. And wine, whatever mm. you want. We'll take your own wine. And I do just love a country pie. I wouldn't mind putting together Jamie's country pie list. <laughs> There's anyone out there that would like that information? <laughs> like to sponsor me on my journey? Yeah, Western With Australia's pies. greatest pie. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a pie addiction, so oh, I can't. Do you? Yeah, so what I can't. What sort of what sort of pies like like meat pies, keep chicken it simple. pies? Chunky steak has got to be. <laughs> The measure of all pie shops, okay? So I don't want to get distracted with all kinds of crazy blue, things. Blue vein cheese no, thank and, you. and mushrooms. You know, the other one you could probably, you know, you might want to flirt around the steak and mushroom and things like that, but you could probably push me to a, a, a country chicken and vegetable because I think that's the other staple. None of this tandoori type of chicken pie. Never want to see a tandoori <laughs> pie. And don't get me wrong. I love a tandoori. I just don't want don't it. Don't want it in a pie. In some flaky pastry. Oh. Yeah. What about a shepherd's pie? Is Good that, question. Is that I okay? It or? is, but I wouldn't include it as my core pie for testing. <laughs> <laughs> so if I went around, if I did, let's just workshop this for a second. Yep, but yep. If I went around the state yeah. assessing pies, yeah. there would probably, I would say let's do three. So uh, you get a mark for three pies. So one yep. would be like your classic steak or chunky steak, right? Yeah. Yep. The other would be, for those people, maybe the um, fancy the, the chicken vegetable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. you're bringing a cream element in, which oh, I like. Yeah. And maybe the third, the outlier, the rogue pie, your, 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 your crazy pie. Maybe that's ah, where that fits. Okay. But you're going to get stronger marks for your classic. <laughs> <laughs> and I've thought about of, this. <laughs> I, can tell, about I can tell, Jamie. Yeah. So the meat with steak has to be beef? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, but you know, right. maybe in your outlier pie, that's where maybe the the lamb, the lamb and mint comes Crocodile in. Crocodile or, or kangaroo might yeah, come in. Yeah, the camel pie. Or <laughs> I had em- I've had an emu pie. I love emu. Emu's not bad. I love emu. Yeah. I have. I've had quite a few emu. I don't pies. think there's a lot of fat on emu, so it's hard to. You might have to cook it with some other kind of meat to get a bit of fat through it. I reckon. Pretty rich. Mm. No, mm. there's a fair bit of fat. Emu. Is there? Yeah. There was a joint down south on the way down south that used to do an emu pie. Near I remember. Harvey. It was near Harvey, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I remember yeah. driving down to see Nan in Capel and going still past there, it. They is still it? do emu pies. Why don't – is it – maybe they it's not on the new road. You don't have the sign. Pies. There was always a sign, emu yeah, yeah. pie. <laughs> I don't. They've so taken that down and now it's something about carrots. Is that that place? That's that place. The crooked carrot yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is always heaving. I know. Because they've got a big Because they have emu pies. I reckon it's the playground. <laughs> so I reckon they're the smartest people in the world. So I was just down south. <laughs> yeah. Typical Perth thing, right? I go yeah. down south. And we, Nat and I, we drove past the Crooked Carrot. And yep. I think that's what it's called, the Crooked yeah, Carrot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And we had a laugh because it's always heaving. And that's yeah. like, oh, I'd love to go there. And I'm like, no way. No way I'm going <laughs> I'm not there. eating a carrot. Because it's heaving. And the only reason it's heaving is because they're geniuses. I mean, the cafe is probably amazing. But yeah. that's why. But they put the massive playground. So every family driving down yep. and you're about that hour and a half mark and your kid's going crazy, you're like, let's yep. just go wear them out mm. and I'm going to have a coffee. Yep. Genius. <laughs> and an emu pie. But I didn't know that was the emu pie place. Yeah. Now I have That's to stop. used to be the emu pie place. Don't tell Nat. I'll just say that I'll stop because she said <laughs> she wanted to next time and I'll get two <laughs> emu pies. But, yeah, the addiction's real because I can't eat pies because if I eat one, I eat two. Oh, oh so well, that's okay because it's a pie. Like, it's not a big – Start eating big, two pies all the big. time. Have you tried making your own pies? I do. I actually kind of want to take that to the next level. Do you make your own pastry, Jamie? Uh, I have, but not often enough. So oh, I want to okay. get better at making pastry. Okay, yeah. And then I don't want to cheat. Like, I need a top and bottom it. I've yeah, kind of yeah, done yeah. the cheats pie. 
No, you know, no, you need no a bottom. top and bottom mm. for sure. Do you make pies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've made, God know. What pastry do you go? Thousands of pies. Thousands. I've made 10,000 <laughs> pies. <laughs> no, no, but I have because that's, you make pie. Pies are delicious. Great. Um, I use, fla- I make flaky pastry. Oh, like a puff. No. No? No, it's like a it's like a cross between a short crust and a puff, I suppose. Because I was reading a recipe the other day, and it was short crust on the bottom. Yep. And then puff on the top. Oh, and nice I thought, now touch! You're, now you're elevating your game. <laughs> That's a nice. That is, touch. yeah. Atd, attention but to detail. Have you made puff pastry? Oh no. It's pain because you have to fold it, roll it, fold it, roll it, fold it, roll is that like it. Like a cheats version. No. You may as well just. You're a pie connoisseur. Well, I like the taste of them. I'm not. I, I, I'm. I'm not a connoisseur in the <laughs> kitchen with them. My strengths lie in other areas in the kitchen. Eating. Um, eating. Oh, I'm all right, cook, but more in the. Uh, but I think that's a champion challenge. I okay. think. Well, next time we know, hit the road, we'll go have a couple of pies. Yeah, because you know, you when you go through cafes in the country, they say the world's best bakery or. The world's best sausages or I don't know how they make those claims and what their actual test is that they are the world's like how how do you how do you assess that? Have you ever seen a bakery that doesn't say award winning pies? Yeah. No. You show me a bakery that doesn't yeah. have award winning pies, True. I'll show you a rug shop that doesn't have a sale. That's the <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always it's always the way it is. So we're putting the word out. We're appealing to all of Western Australia. Could be a new podcast, Pie Me. Yep. Yeah. Pie, pie. Jane yeah. and Sav's Pie Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, because I love a pie. Look, we all need to get out there and start uh, visiting our state yeah. and, and helping out our tourism industry. Yep. So maybe Tourism WA would like to come to the party. Yeah. Throw a few dollars for a pie tour. <laughs> I'd be happy. I, I'd love Let's it. Let's do it. It'd yeah, be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, not just the southwest. We need to go north and east. Could be a few surprise packets out there, I reckon. <laughs> the old camel pie. I, I've never eaten camel. Oh, you can eat it. Yeah, I know. People drink its milk. Wild goat pie. Oh, no, I love wild goat. I've yeah. eaten wild goat. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite rich, the goat. Gamey. Yeah. Gamey. Got to slow cook it. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought. For about four days. The most, yep. yeah, the most widely consumed protein in the world, goat, I think. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful meat. Isn't it? Delish. Don't get some old bloody ram that's been out in the field for 30 years because that really is rank. It'll taste, it'll taste. It like tastes rank. Yeah. Mm, don't do that. Should have asked Guy Jeffries, Millbrook, about pies. <sighs> I might ask him. You can still do that. Might send him a message. <laughs> hey, Guy, Jamie here. <laughs> Don't know if you remember me, but I met you with Sab <laughs> a few weeks ago. Do you like pies? Let's do the Millbrook pie. Yeah, maybe. All right, we're Has on. Has to be beef. I tell you what, I don't like breakfast pies. Get them away. Never had a. Uh, what's a breakfast pie? Oh, they put egg and bacon and stuff no, in a pie. You can't put that in a pie. I agree. Nope. I think I think a pie has to have a large component of meat. Like I wouldn't eat the vegan pie. I have to say, no, wouldn't we're rate it. Going to be tough. Yep. <laughs> I reckon, with the pastry and all, <laughs> flour. Oh, oh, no, that's... I know, the flour's okay. Flour's okay, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you can't have butter, can't no. have fat. No, you're going to have a problem. Mm, anyway, no. pies. Pies. Uh, I'm glad we got sidetracked Let's with pies. Let's do that. All right. Let's do a pie trip. It's a deal.
done deal. Jamie, it's been marvellous. I'm salivating at the thought of a pie. What shall we call it? I don't know. We'll come up with a name. But we will. It's pie-tastic. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> bye. <laughs>